Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello, welcome to Kill Shuffle. I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And uh, before we dig into the show this week, where we, you know, discuss and review recent releases and one classic release, that's yes. what we do here in Kill Shuffle. Um, we just want to say something just r- right off the top of the show. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we reviewed the latest Linkin Park album, One More Light. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to say that we were not very complimentary about that album. No, typically critical, as if nothing was yes, wrong. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, we obviously maintain our editorial opinion on that. But uh, at the same time, we were deeply saddened to hear about the passing of Chester Bennington. Um, and, you know, I think it was very clear from our uh, discussion of the album that we both have a great amount of respect for mm-hmm. him as an artist uh, I think, and what he's done in the past. Yes, I think I recall saying as well that something is definitely not up Mm. If this is what happens to have an album out like this. Yeah. But in hindsight, you know. Well, yeah, obviously everything takes a slightly darker, more sinister yeah. uh, uh, turn. Much like the Chris Cornell stuff. Yeah. It kind of could stand out. As, right. As, as plain daylight. Right, exactly. Yeah, everything is kind of thrown into relief um, given the uh, reality that we're that you know he died by suicide but uh you know we just want to sort of take this opportunity to say that you know as an artist we both had a huge amount of respect for chester bennington um and he he, his voice really was the the voice that introduced me to to proper rock music yeah you know back when i think i got meteora when i was uh you know for my 12th birthday or something yeah i mean i was disappointed with the last album because i held him to such a high regard exactly Exactly. So anyway, um, you know, I think it, it goes without saying if, if you are feeling uh, in any way sort of uh, depressed or suicidal, you know, speak to someone about it, even if it's just picking up the phone and calling Samaritans or, or speak to someone in your family or a friend because, uh, you know, there is help out there. So, you know, don't uh, don't don't go to the Chester Bennington. Yeah, there are so many ra- there are so many other routes. There really, really are. Um, just don't even don't even think about it because um there's there are other options so uh moving on from that very somber tone and uh, mm. to start the show with i'm just going to also address something that came up last week <laughs> um, because we were re- we were looking back over my chemical romance's danger days and um uh, in the week that uh, well i was actually quite ill last week so i had a lot of time to ruminate but not hung over I, I, not hung over super <laughs> ill as it turned out but i, I just want to say right up the top of the show that uh, i think i may have given off the impression uh, a very kind of we could say bigoted uh impression of of young people who are into um you know emotionally charged music and people who dress in black and people who <laughs> wear chokers and hang around the central bank smoking let me just say that was all all of what i was discussing last week was my opinion as an uninformed 15 16 year old yes he did not want to really punch jared way in the face oh maybe really. back in the day maybe back in the day <laughs> no but what i want to say is that i think anybody especially young people who are into rock music i think that is a wonderful thing and you should wear whatever you like you should look however whatever way you want um more power to you that is my measured mature evolved opinion on the subject i think uh, everybody should be uh, yeah. accepted no matter what they choose to wear or what they choose to listen to uh, yeah. so go you keep listening to rock music Okay, so that's that's all of our editorial content out of the way. Up <laughs> the top of the show, yeah. we've got we've got uh, we've got four releases to talk about. What are oh, they, Dylan? What this a week? week? We've got na- the new Nine Inch Nails EP. That's right. Mm, we got bad sign. Bad sign. Yeah, actually, kind of a hot take as it turns out because um, been looking those guys up on Spotify. Not a huge number of plays yet. No. Um. So we're kind of we're, this yeah. is a real hot take. Yeah, I'll get on about why that is the case. But yes. yes. Uh, then we're looking at a. 
a new EP by a band called Sleep Token. Yes. And finally, a new release uh, from Alpha Male Tea Party mm-hmm. that to round off to round off the new the new releases. And then we're going to take a look back at Has a Good Home from uh, Final Fantasy, aka Owen Pallet. Yes. So aka be- I dare you to find this. <laughs> <laughs> Just you try. So uh, yes, yeah, so I suppose without any further ado, let's, let's get on with let's the show. Get on with the show. Nine Inch Nails, Dylan. You know, you, you. I feel like you often bring Trent Reznor to the podcast, so maybe just uh, yeah, after last time, let's, yeah. do, let's do a little recap uh, about about Nine Inch Nails. Okay, um, well they're back, and every time they're back, it's a huge fucking deal. Mm-hmm. The world spills over what artistic hurricane might happen now, yeah, because it's always going to be challenging, <laughs> even the EPs. And this is this is the middle part of a small little novella of of EPs. Oh, is, so um, the plan is to do three? Yes, the plan is to do three. They've already done one before. We listened to um, the one in December, I believe it came out, mm-hmm. uh, before before the show began. And they have one more after this. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to do an album, I believe. Okay, these, they're, they're not just going to Frankenstein yeah. them all together and no, call it an album. No, this is these are all... Um, I'll prefix it by saying uh, the, these EPs are all musings for potential album concept. Okay. So... And what did you think of... You're a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. Absolutely. Yeah. All eras? Hmm? All eras of Nine Inch Nails? Uh, yeah, even The Slip, which was the album he gave away for free, mm-hmm. which is kind of like that ended them on the hiatus the first time in 2011. Oh, sure. I still enjoyed that quite a bit. But you can okay. tell they were kind of burnt out. You know, you, you wouldn't want to spiral out on that kind of mm-hmm. thing. As you wouldn't want to go on a downward spiral. Again, an upward spiral. <laughs> uh, so for the average punter, I think their uh, only point of contact with Nine Inch Nails would probably be Hurt, the Johnny Cash version, yeah. <laughs> which is originally a Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, and a, and a lot of the singles from... Um, oh, what, what's the album? Um, Down, Darren Sparrow? No, or no, the one with the hand that feeds... Starkiller? Or whatever that is? With Teeth, uh, with Teeth. Starfucker, is it, sorry? No, that With was... Teeth. Right. Well, a lot of people know um, Closer as well. Yes. The song Closer. It's kind, yeah. of a, it's kind of a rock club yeah. staple. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nine Inch Nails, it's fair to say, are kind of, they're like electro-industrial, uh, goth-tinged metal rock. Yeah. That, you know, they, with, they, with a soundtrack sensibility. Yes, um, 100%. Totally. Yeah. So coming into this, how did you feel about not the actual events? What, you know, were you hopeful for this? Or did you know what, you were, what to expect given the last EP? Uh, I... I knew it would be I knew it would be a challenge um e- even though the I'll come right out of it the, sing- the single led me to believe oh this is just going to be a singles kind of thing and the last one was the artistic one mm-hmm. but I was proven that is wrong not, not the case this is, this is, this is, mo- oh, no. this is more this is more crazy artistic stuff right because it, um, it, it, it kicks off um, with less than yes which is a stunning world beating track yeah I mean you know, I, I I I don't really go in for Nine Inch Nails. To be perfectly honest, I have tried. Even Tom um, said he liked it. Yeah, even Tom, even Tom, our drummer, whose whose music taste would would diverge. You know, uh, more from you than me, I would say. But yes, you know, there are there are a lot of things that he enjoys that neither of us find particularly interesting. And even he was uh, blown away by Less Than. I mean, Less Than is, it was is his, a great track. It was his favorite chorus of the year. Yeah, I'm not saying something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've I have nothing to complain about on Less Than. I've I've thrown it into all of my <laughs> of my good singles playlists at this point. It's on heavy rotation. The only quibble I have with it is um, it, it struck me the first time I listened to it, and still, 
even now when I listen to it, I feel like the guitars when they when they fully fully kick in with all of the layers, I think they sound good. Only then, but only then. I think until I think he's ma- he's buried them under too many layers of high pass or something. Um, so they don't no, quite there, have the full there, impact. There's a bit of um, there's a bit of phasing. Yeah, and if you low like high pass phasing at the start, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's just like he sets all the song in this album set up pretty pretty well. I think I think they they set up the go somewhere. Well, uh, it goes somewhere, yeah. And I think I think last the time song anyway, parts. It's a so triumph. It's a triumph. It's a great. It's a great song. The chorus will just stick in your head for days and days. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's very much self referential of um, especially the last EP as well mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of like bits and pieces from the old albums. I think that's what he's trying to do with this. Yeah, trying to breathe new in, new air into a classic sound. Yes, yes, yeah. So this is this is very um. That that's very like referential of um with teeth mm-hmm. era and the yeah. other album was before that mm-hmm. and now the second song is very much the fragile centric. Oh yes, I've listened to the fragile. That's the double album. Yes, yes. The, uh, the second we'll go to the second song now. The lovers. Yes, the lovers. It very much sounds like something of a conceptual double disc album, which the fragile was. Yeah. Um. I mean, here's the thing about <laughs> well, because I'm not going to be so I'm not going to no. be so um, uh, glowingly positive from now on. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I do think that when Trent Reznor goes slow, I I still find it way too soundtracky, uh, particularly uh, since I got so bad into the Social Network and uh, Gone Girl soundtracks and the soundtrack work that he's done with Atticus Ross. By the way, is Atticus Ross a permanent member of the band now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, Li- so, Live and studio-wise. Yeah, so it's that sort of ambient, uh, piano-tinged, sort of slow mm. uh, electro stuff that Nine Inch Nails do that it, oh. it just, it, the, the atmosphere and the vibe, they don't they don't really capture my um. imagination or my attention so well. Okay, I... I um... So, that's fair, that's but fair. no, but that's that's. I'm just gonna give that to you up front. So, uh, yeah. so you, but you talk us through the track yeah. listening a little bit it, more. It, yeah, it, yeah. Um, starting with the, these songs coming up. Yeah, the songs don't plod. They, they have soundtrack elements, mm. but they they're they're very much a direction. They don't meander. Like they they go. Thanks to Trent's vocals, I think it really captures verses and choruses, and it really set sets it straight for what it wants to be. Um. There's a few confusing moments, definitely mm-hmm. in the ZP. Like, um, I believe. Well, this isn't is this isn't the place as the other heavy one. Is that is uh, that correct, or is it not uh, anymore? No, that's um, that's that's the one when he comes in with the vocals late. Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Build up. I quite like that. It, yeah. So there's another. There's another sort of more screeching feedback yeah. uh, centric heavy track. I think it's called not. I think it's not. Any, I think it's the second to last track. Yes, yeah, second. Um, yes. Which that's a that's an interesting one. How, yeah. how, do you, how does one come up with that as a song? Like, what, what's the intention? Uh, I don't know. I just I get the sense it it pulls from their history. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not super seasoned when it comes to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, but, this, but but a lot of this stuff has never happened in Nine Inch Nails before. Okay. Like the the two completely different tempos mm. and upbeats during um that second last song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really took me off off guard. Off guard, yeah. Even a few listens in, I was like, okay, what is he trying to? What what's he trying to prove with this? I almost understand. Yeah, I understand his artistic approach to it. I just it doesn't resonate with me. I, well, I, I, I don't. Again, I don't understand your artistic yeah, yeah. approach. To no, this. I think I think I do. I think he's trying to find ways to be heavy without necessarily resorting to the more traditional structures that he goes for in the first song. I think he's trying to be heavy in more conceptual ways. 
um, than in just pure like riffing or pure distorted guitars. I think it's he's trying to maybe be heavy when it comes to atmosphere yeah it is very jammy and um, he's trying to j- jar the listener out yeah. of her comfort zone yeah it's very much kind of a primal scream mm-hmm. of a song yeah oh yeah 100% totally yes. and there was one in the last uh, the second last song in the last EP was like that mm, so yeah. I think they're mirroring each other in concept which is co- cool yeah can we can we talk about the final track uh, which part <laughs> uh, of the it back, the background world so the first four minutes are great First minutes are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then the seven, the last seven minutes are. I think it's are, more than seven minutes. It's, it's eight minutes almost. I yeah. think actually. But um, what he does is actually very interesting on a very uh, in a microcosmic way. Mm. Like I've never seen anybody go to these lengths to like put so many subtle distortions and fades into the same. So repeating it's almost thing. like it's almost like a modern art film or something. He. Uh, the the track is eleven minutes long, but there's really only sort of a three and a half minute, four minute song. And that's very. Uh, do you do you like that part? First part. Again, it's sort of more like stock and trade. Do you think it could have exploded? Do you think it could have exploded at the end? Yeah, I probably um, yeah probably would have captured my attention yeah. more. To be honest with well, you, it I, sort I think of I think washes it, by I me a little it, bit. I think it did kind of explode at the end of the actual song part. Yeah, but not to the height you'd want it to. Yeah, you expect it to. Yeah. Um, I think he he's very he has good control over like the subtle ballady elements in this yeah subtle is a good word I don't think I'm not the target audience for this so I don't know if I'm the best person to comment but what I will say is those last sort of eight minutes of the song um, what it is it's a repeating uh, I would say four bar section that kind of it, it almost sounds like it's on a loop on a tape yeah. and a broken tape a broken tape because every time it repeats he introduces more distortion it stops and you miss I've noticed uh, something it, 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 it um, every time it stops it, it stops the, on a heartbeat. At oh, least for okay, me, which okay. Is, which is really cool. Yeah, there's a small, there's a small pause, which sort of throws the rhythm off kilter a little bit every time the loop uh, restarts itself. Mm. And again, like it's one of those things where if you're listening to this and not really paying attention, you know, you could get through three or four minutes before you notice that. Holy, I've just been listening to the same, the same sort of uh, five seconds of music or ten seconds of music over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. And by the end, it's more or less just screaming static. Yeah. It, but very interesting screaming static. Like it's, mm. it, it seems, I'd have to listen to it with proper proper sound equipment. Yeah, but it, it's it it goes to like the apex apex point of as distorted and cluttered as you could be. Yeah, then it comes back with a bit of weight in different places. And yeah, I think he 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 absolutely brings that to the limit, which is which is cool. I I I don't I, I'm not dissing him for it. I just say it's it's a bit pointless to go that far. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's I do think it's a little insane because it, it it stretches out what should have been like a sort of fifteen to eighteen minute EP all the way out to a half hour. Yeah. Um. But uh, what I would say is that I'm not I'm not actually I'm by principle against those sort of experiments. Like I think when uh, the end of Random Access Memories by Daft Punk finishes with Contact. Yeah. And the last sort of three four minutes of Contact is just this rising tone. Yeah, uh, it almost sounds like a, a rocket ship taking off in slow motion. Yeah, and I think a lot of people maybe found that a little bit annoying, but actually for me, it, it, it's it's got this incredible momentum to it. Where I don't, I, it, I don't think that the Nine Inch Nail has that same uh, sense of progression mm. as you, as you. I, I don't think you no. get as much of a reward for wading through no. eight minutes of the repeating loop yeah. the same way you do with Daft Punk, where you get this catharsis at the yeah. end. It's just kind of interesting. It's, it's it's interesting. I, I, I oh yeah, from an intellectual point of view, it is yeah. it is an interesting thing to do for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so that's, yeah, so that's, I mean, and the EP, in case you want to listen to it, is called Ad Violence. Mm-hmm. It's got a wonderful cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite song is actually um, the third song. Okay. Um, it's got a nice kind of sexy dub to it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's a very, very nice walking song, I thought. He does, he does, intru- yeah, he does introduce that a lot. It's like the, mm-hmm. the, the subtle bass with, is that, yeah. that kind of like got a little bit of yeah. piano on top? Yeah, and, and, his, and his subtle the, vocal. The weird clustered piano, that was nice. Mm breaking it up and his very weird kind of fucked up vocals mm-hmm. is a kind of weird falsetto that reminded me of mm-hmm. early Nine Inch Nails like it sounded disturbed yeah, <laughs> which, which yeah. Is, I liked that quite a bit how Trent yeah oh Trent we very Trent okay. <laughs> Trent is not Trent <laughs> it's good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely um, was there anything else that jumped out at you on the on the EP I mean it's just a short you know it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very chill EP despite sure. the first song um, that's just nice nice theme I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I, I love I love the cover. It's got like a a little old school electronics panel in the front, like something you might see on a nineteen sixties IBM computer with dials and knobs that just say you know add violence simulation on. And there's a little anxiety do- a little anxiety meter and stuff, which I like. You know, it kind yeah. of mixes the human and the machine. Yeah, it's the first album cover of Nine Inch Nails. It's not kind of a painting or a piece of photography in yeah a way. just, it's, just it's like really it, heavily obscured yeah, yeah. concept art i like it yeah absolutely okay so add violence by nine inch nails dylan you want to give a you want to give it a score uh it's just um just pretty good i don't know if i can we ra- can we rate eps i think we can okay um, i think i think we could stretch ourselves mm, uh, <laughs> as critics will we do it out of out of five fuck gotta be out of 10 buddy it was five songs <laughs> i love the way you five, K, five k's man dylan has this rigid mindset of like well it has to be 10 songs ah! um you know even if it was out of five i would double it and give it a score out of 10 on the on the show so you gotta give it out of 10 i i give it i give it a low eight a low eight okay like, cool. maybe a high seven eight in between then yeah you set down an eight yeah last okay going once going twice all right so dylan's giving it an eight uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four. I actually really didn't. It didn't grab me. Um, on all of those four points, for me, are how wonderful that first song is. Yeah. It's it's extremely special. Yeah. Um. If, I I'd go back to the other songs mm. at some point as well. Like re- just return to them at some point. Yeah. And you might get something. Again, I, what I'll say is for this is I'll say the same thing as I said with Stone Sour. Um, it, the, it's the vibe. I think once you don't once you don't vibe with an album, it's hard to. It's hard to love it. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to like mm-hmm. get into those nooks and crannies. That's and fair. for me, the first song, wonderful. And so I, I gave it full marks and then everything else, it just didn't work for me. So yeah, so there we go. So I will go say a high four um, for Nine Inch Nails. So uh, yeah, let's move on. So the next thing we've got to bring to the table today is uh, another, I would say this week, it, the theme for the rest of the show is fairly obscure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have to reach for your, possibly sometimes even your iTunes as well as your Spotify this week. But uh, the next is a new album by a band called Bad Sign. Yes. Uh, called uh, Live and Learn. Yes. Live of, and Learn of, is the name of the album. Of Basic Records. Oh, yes. Which is yeah, we've coming two, up big. We have two Basic Records um, bands to discuss this week. So Bad Sign is the first. And I, I have a lot of respect for Basic Records because what they tend to do is they they don't lean towards any particular sound, but more they lean towards a, a philosophy of creating music where mm-hmm. they, you know, they're fiercely independent and... Mm-hmm. Um, the bands they they pick up tend to be heavy, but not of any particular stripe. So yeah, I, there is definitely mainstream potential. Uh, uh, definitely, hmm. yeah. So like Basic Records alumni that I would have a huge amount of respect for would be like Fell Silent, yeah. who were one of the the first bands to to bring that really hard edge to to the gent 
sound. Yeah. Um, I remember I saw them supporting Enda Shikari back in like, you know, the late, the late noughties. <laughs> the late eighties. And uh, they just had this incredible energy and their basic records. Um, and also Barry Tomorrow's early stuff was on basic records. Yeah, I think they're, yeah. they're a fantastic band. And now you're looking at, yes, a bad sign. So bad sign would, would be on the lighter end of the basic spectrum. Yeah. Um, what they play is, I guess it's that, it's that sort of classic, British alternative rock with fucking nuts and teeth. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. You know? Nuts, teeth, balls, boobs, everything. Yeah, I think it's got every body part and it's <laughs> the, every body part is made out of reinforced steel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I, I think I saw this, this band was given like, you know, two inches of, of, of space in an issue of Metal Hammer a couple of months ago. Yeah. For the before, singles. Before they, yeah, when they only had a couple of singles out. So I was familiar with the singles. I, I was not. You weren't. So you came into it blind. Yeah. I, I found this, I found us on Spotify, the the playlist. Sure. The, the, the weekly playlist. And one song came up and realized there's a whole album out. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 The album just came out. Yeah. Um, this owes a huge debt, I think, to equally the older wave of that snarling British alternative, like 100 Reasons and Ruben, yeah. those kind of bands. Yeah. Um, Million Dead, even. Yeah. And then I think it also owes a debt to more modern genre-defying British music, such as, like, Arcane Roots. Yeah. I hear a lot of Black Peaks as well. Uh, a bit, bit of While She Sleeps in the melodic vocals. Mm-hmm. Like, that, yeah. that realm of, like, changing up heavy vocals. Yeah. And vocally it. as well, I think um, the, the the vocalist, I think I want to say his name is Joe, although don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, he, he, he's got a sort of a, a very South London yeah. accent that he doesn't mask or anything like that, which yeah. really, really reminds me of... Uh, left side brain. Have you ever heard of those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they, they, you know, the, vocally and actually musically also, they kind of remind me of left side brain. Um, and then something like Cars on Fire or, like I said, Frank Turner, Million Dead. I think he's got a real kind of Frank Turnery uh, yeah. voice. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a lot going on here. Yeah, I don't tire of it. I definitely no. don't tire of it. Some English accents I may do, but not this. No, it just it just it just makes it a little bit more expressive than that flat sort of Americanized yeah, yeah. Um, accent that a lot of people put on. I think yeah. it, you know it gives it a lot of character and a lot of feeling as yeah. well. Like I say, nearest to America would be like thrice bands like that would be yeah yeah, the yeah equivalent. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, especially especially modern thrice. You know uh, the early yeah. thrice, which was which was way more um, like Iron Maiden metalcore influenced. You know, was that sort of, <laughs> yeah, the other. it was like, it was like hardcore meets sort of cheesy metal. But but the modern thrice, which is just really intelligent hard rock. Yeah. Yes, I can hear yeah. that for a hundred percent. Yeah, that's a great shout. It, and, and also, again, not not to spend the, the whole review talking about bands that this band sounds like, no. but and um, whereas the philosophy of the music, I think, has a lot in common with Biffy Clyro. I don't think the actual sound does. But Biffy Clyro is like darker, less popular, more sinister cousin Sushio Pero. Do you, do you know those guys at all? No, I don't. Yeah, okay. Well, they're, they're excellent. But this would, would share a lot in common yeah, with Sushio Pero. The, def, definitely the equivalent of Biffy Talons or uh, Biffy, Biffy, <laughs> Biffy Clyros. Jeez. Um, their, their writing sensibilities. Yeah. They, with these grand soundscapes mm. and very heavy riffing in the middle of huge Right, because it's, it, because what I love about these type of bands and you, you, tend to see them coming out more of like Scotland and England than anywhere else in the world is a huge, huge palette of influences that range from almost sort of uh, poppy, poppy stuff yeah. all the way to like heavier metal stuff. But you can tell like the weather and the whole area reflects in the music. Yeah, a lot it's like, gloomy. A, it's a really lot like, gloomy. A lot like Seattle bands are very gloomy. Yeah. It's like East London, South London bands are gloomy in this sense. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, definitely. This it, it's it's not a fun album, but I think it is. I think not in the traditional sense. No, no, no. But um, but it's a hugely energetic album. It is. It definitely. My my one complaint with this album would be that it, it leans on the dark a mm-hmm. bit too much. Yeah, and that was, it, that it was, could mm-hmm. be a bit more party ish. That's just what I want from it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not dampening the album's. Uh, ranking at all on that mm-hmm. like, I love it I love the direction they took yeah no no, no I agree there could be a little bit more uh, light t- to the shade gaps gaps and gaps that could be a little li- lighter I and think. that was sort of my issue with um, with Black Peaks as well yeah, yeah. I-, I felt like it was all a little bit like it just with Black Peaks it was more it was a little bit too plotty whereas with this it's more like it's just a little bit too dark but I think they actually they do a better job of balancing the 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 pace on this album because there are a few moments where it's yeah, down. The, like, the choruses the choruses can be extremely happy yeah right points, or extremely um, hopeful evo- evocative even. of hope, hope yeah, yeah 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 like October is kind of uh, one of the only moments where it really kind of slows down but then elsewhere on the album you get your you get your kind of melodic breaks during the choruses and I think there are really some stunning choruses on this album and if you look through it you know this. There's, there are more songs that have memorable sections in there than not. Yeah. Like the singles are just all spectacular. Square One, Intermission, um, yeah, like, and Closure like, as well. Like Im- Immutable, I think it's very yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That's an incredible chorus. That's so uplifting. Yeah. In a very dark album, which yeah. is great. Great, great end to it, I think. Yeah, and some of the riffs, they just, it really reminds me of Arcane Roots in that sense. Um, insofar as like you can have those gorgeous sort of shimmering vocals and then... It, you know, out of nowhere, it will come in with um, a really, really heavy... Absolute power chords. Yeah, right, yeah. Almost like something Billy Talent or Event Sevenfold would do. Yeah, right. With just kind of chug and fuzz and, ah, oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, so it, know, it knows how to mosh, but it also has a really, really keen melodic sensibility, which I love. Yeah, they, they think, I think they know how to please the live audience in mm-hmm. the way they construct songs, especially in the first song. Yes. Like, that, the end of that song is, like, written for live it's written. It's written as a. Fun. It's written as an intro song for a show. Oh, they totally know because what it's doing. it's it's one of those songs where it's like two and a half minutes in and out. Like it punches you in the face, it yeah. beats you around the head, throws you out of the out of the gig, yeah. and then drags you back in by your collar. Yeah, the four four stomp, the double time stomp at the end is so cool. Yeah, I love that. You know what? I I one of my favorite moments of the album, and it's so shameless. I mean, it's it's the most shameless uh, influences being worn on sleeves moment of the whole album is yeah. the uh, middle eight of inter- of intermission. When it's it's just a failure riff, yeah. it's it's a it's a failure guitar tone. It's a failure riff. It co- it, there's a the pa- band failure. Not there's a pause failure. before it, as if there's going to be a gigantic banner that just comes down on the stage, going failure, <laughs> and then they kick in with this uh, riff that sounds like it was taken straight off the heart as a monster. And mm-hmm. I have absolutely no issues with that whatsoever. No, they put their own stamp on it. Yeah, it's 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 so great to hear a band that you know that's so clearly influenced by um, such a wonderful and often overlooked band yeah. that we can never shut up about. So yeah. <laughs> this band is inspiring, and I and I hope they make it big. I Me really too. do. Like wow. Have you any? Have you any? I mean, apart from let's say maybe the the tone or the mood um, being a little oppressive, w- w- would you have any other quibbles at all? Oh God, um, um, maybe. Oh, because I personally maybe found the vocals may have been a bit samey at points. Yeah, I can hear that. That's a little bit there. It's not. It didn't detract too too much from it. I I find it hard to listen to this album as a whole. Mm, okay. I like peak, I like taking out bits and pieces to listen to occasionally. Yeah, but it is nice. It's nice length. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, my my one issue with it really, and and um, I was a little puzzled 
uh, I, I, I kind of feel like I've gotten a partial explanation but then I'm also a little confused because okay. it was produced by I think Neil Kennedy is his name um, he produced uh, the Milk Teeth album and the Creeper album both of which sound great to my ears yeah so, so it, sounds was, like, it definitely sounds like that world I, it does it's, it, it's, it's that British underground scene yeah. they, they, they fit right in but uh, I really find, find the drum production to be la- very lacklustre on this album to the point where it, oh, it whoa, whoa, detracts from my enjoyment of the album a little bit um, the cymbals and toms and everything are fine and, and sound spacious okay, and great, but okay, yeah. but but the the kick the kick and the snare sound like they exist in this little tiny column right in the middle of the sound stage, and they're both really thin. Especially the, the kick drum is very very thin, and the snare doesn't have enough body to it, um, and they're they're squished right on top of each other. So, I my preferred kick sound is is one that that is sort of a thump that comes right from the bottom on all sides mm. and then a nice wide snare and this is the exact opposite they're both super narrow yeah. um right in the middle of the sound stage that was my main my main yeah. issue with it i think the drums mm. sound like they were recorded yeah. on almost like a different in a different studio or a little something. bit hard to recognize since since the uh, bass and guitar kind of give it that oomph that yeah. doesn't make you think too much about it because it's, it's really it's hammering only, on the mm-hmm. same same beats yeah, it's really only those moments where the drums are, you know, doing not like solos, but when the the, the drums are the most prominent instrument, you kind of notice it. You, yeah, they don't. It doesn't really jive with the rest of the sound because the, but, the drums are yeah. so good. Oh, the the drumming, the drumming. is incredible. Yeah, yeah. The technique is amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm purely talking about the recording. So a lot more noticeable in that sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The drummer is great. I, I, I think they should get a different um, studio setup. But I, again, like I said, the partial explanation is that this is a small band. It seems like Basic have taken a punt on them a little bit. And I can imagine they may not have had the time or the resources to uh, pour over every last sort of wave, <laughs> yeah. wave file no, um, to, to get to, 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 to make, you know, like it's, let's it's say... It's hard to get an incredible drum yeah. sound with such reverb. Right. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, if, if a mic was placed um, a couple inches too close or too far from a kick drum mm-hmm. or a snare uh, and you spend all your money recording the drums, you can't exactly go back and record yeah. them again. So don't let that colour your perception of this album too much. It's no. it's a wonderfully, it's really one, well put together album. Yeah. So uh, do you want to give it a score? Uh, what's your favourite song though? What, what, oh, what, sorry. What, I forgot. What? Yeah, I always forget we do our like, little favourite yeah, songs. Yeah. Um, my f- it's actually, it's a really close call, but I think my favourite song is Intermission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really, I, I think it's, it's got a great chorus, and then there's that failure section. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my favorite. Immutable, immutable. Yeah, the second to last. Yeah, the chorus is so good. Mm-hmm. Such a sing along. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, it's an eight for me. Yeah. Uh. Whoo. After all you said, I don't know. Like I come into, I came into it with a nine. Mm-hmm. I think I'm sticking with a nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's exactly what I want from a summer drought of albums. Yeah. It's just this to come out of nowhere. And... Yeah. I'll be listening to this all till oh, year. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this bothers my top 20. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic album and it's just, it's just great to hear that this type of music is being made to this standard. I just hope that they uh, can go in with it ever so slightly different um, uh, thematic philosophy and a slightly different recording technique the next time. Yeah. But expect big things. Bad sign. Live and learn. Listen to it. It's on Spotify. Just get it in your ear holes. Okay, next album uh, is another EP. We're just kind of going EP album, yeah. EP album here on Kill Shovel this week. Yeah, uh, from a band called Sleep Token, mm-hmm. and I believe the or EP a is... person called Sleep Token, or Oy. you know, it's one person. Have you done your study with? We'll it? get into this. Uh, we'll get into this. Um, and the EP is called Two. Two. Yes, the, like the, like spell the that, second one. Spell that with letters. Yeah, like um, like like a normal person would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
from now on we'll be spelling everything with letters Dylan oh, what a world so yeah Sleep Token uh, not a band a guy uh, almost a band almost a band they I don't are know. touring soon I think that's it. Sleep Token is from uh, I believe London if, sounds East London yeah sounds and the the whole sort of I didn't realize this, there's kind of a gimmick involved with Sleep Token yeah insofar as uh, he or she or well it's obviously he but yeah. <laughs> wears a mask is it and, yes. and obscures their identity yeah uh, and worships some deity called Sleep yes and and the whole philosophy of the of the EP is that like these songs are each, each EP is a ritual a ritual yeah. yes and and like the last EP was that and this is like the second coming of that it's, I, I like it quite a bit it's funny because I it reminds uh, me of um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if you read interviews it's, a, it's like a, it's like a little bit cringy because the guy's obviously trying to be really polite but also trying to like be mysterious and speak in sort of a culty oh, uh, way it, I mean it's not nasal gazing Lee um, it's not very nasal gazing it's it, he kind of takes it serious he's, he's passionate in a very kind of weird way. No, no, he's super passionate, but yeah. I, I, I almost feel like he can't commit to the, to the concept enough to assume another identity. Like you can, you can kind of hear him on the one hand speaking frankly as an individual, but then on the other hand trying to put on this like cult speak or this esoteric, yeah. uh, spiritual yeah. language and stuff in his interviews. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a balance. Yeah, and it gets a bit tumultuous on like Facebook posts every time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we're re-releasing, you know, the first EP on vinyl to to re-engage your rituals and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, That's fine. You know what? It's, it's fun. It's, it's fun, and it, it took me by surprise actually because that was the last thing I expected. This hearing this it first, time. Off. hearing it the first time because I had yeah. no idea. This did you, is did you I... look up the videos? No. Okay, that will make it for you. Okay, they're so cool. They're like okay. really fucking disturbing. Okay, so it changes changes the soundscape. Quite so a the bit. sound of Sleep Token. The reason I was surprised that there's sort of a I guess like a ghost style gimmick to it yeah. is because um, it, it comes across as very heart on the sleeve uh, kind of Un- emotional unassuming like emotionally raw unassuming unless you listen to the lyrics <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right 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 exactly uh, but your man has a voice uh, that I would describe um, and it, I know it sounds a little derogatory but i kind of describe it as an x-factor voice uh yeah a bit more i mean that's just east london like just so so many east londoners doing x-factor that's what you assume x-factor to be like yeah i mean he's got one of those like bon Iver. i would say overly expressive bit, voices bit of bon Iver. yeah there's a little bon Iver there i mean there's like a little bit of like again like to pick x-factor touch points there's like a little bit of james arthur there's a little bit of um you know those kind of showboaty vocals but once you not to say once you get over it or or George Ezra or yeah. you know those guys like the kind of true like or even Ed Sheeran yeah like yeah. you know one man on a guitar that's the kind of voice that he has it's he's got like a, a white boy R&B voice yeah, he, he does he does a lot more with it though <laughs> no but he as, does that's what I'm saying yeah I, I I totally grew into this album because the sound of Sleep Token as well as just his his voice is um it's almost a, like a musical bed of that electronic indie that uh, that you that, that's very popular at the moment. Yeah, very chill pop with yeah. beats and soundscapes and long build-ups. Mm-hmm. And, then and then all of a sudden, <laughs> eight-string guitars, nine-string yeah, guitars. Yeah, 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 yeah. He oh batters you around the head with uh, exactly what you like. With, with with what I like, it's it, there's there's elements of huge elements of deftones, loads of post-metal stuff. There's post-rock stuff. Um, you can I can hear Russian circles. Yeah. Uh, I can hear you name it like even little bits of like Norma Jean and that sort of thing oh, yeah. you, you name your your heavy battering ram 
metalcore, post-metal, uh, gent, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, such such absolute emotion. Yeah. In, in yeah. So much heart as well for something you would assume is just a gimmick. Right. At first. Yeah. And, 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 and the samples, are, again, are almost like R&B-esque, yeah. especially in the second two songs. So all the songs are named after places as Calcutta, Nazareth and Jericho. Yeah. Biblically, biblical kind of places, mm-hmm. I'd say, or spiritual places. Um, but especially the last song is a really almost at like G-Funk style um, little bit of, it's not Hammond organ but it sounds a little bit like yeah. kind of a, a high pass organ it's straight from the 80s and 90s that yeah. um, and, the, and the second track has a really kind of sexy sounding um, not sample but you know uh, uh, instrument uh, in, in the main sort of body of the song so yeah. again you know it's, it's the kind of album that you can almost it's almost like a Trojan horse at times yeah. I mean it reminds me of like stuff of Perfect Circle will do it Maynard yeah, and leaving the vocals to kind of wash around. Yeah, it's, it's very chill beat. Yeah, and that's kind of what he does. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. I I I it's, it's I, not I applaud one, him. It's not one note. It's definitely not one note. No stuff. They they kind of follow the same patterns, but it's a good pattern to follow, and it's very very interesting. Yeah, and it doesn't. I'd say oh. it's welcome. The songs are long, but they're not like they're not elder long. <laughs> they, they, they feel like four minutes songs as opposed they're to like four minutes. or five six minutes because the whole ep yeah. is like 17 minutes long and it's three songs so you could do the maths um yeah yeah but uh, then they don't say the welcome and they they go through movements and i i applaud sleep token for kind of having again like having the balls to oh. to marry something that sounds so brutal yeah well brute yeah something that sounds there's, there's so brutal and uncompromising with something that sounds so current and mainstream and digestible yeah you know because obviously with that kind of a vocal talent and that kind of a talent for creating indie electro soundscapes mm-hmm. you know this this guy could uh could be rolling in oh money. he could conquer the fucking world oh, yeah. of metal and he like might. this, this, this <laughs> you know this this can stand toe-to-toe with any of the aforementioned sort of solo artists that you know we were talking about earlier who have yeah. great voices and kind of play it extremely safe you yeah. know, this is this is every, anything but playing it safe. Yeah, and again, it's another basic records, and that's that. You know, and it's it's really interesting to see basic records backing yeah. variety. Yeah, it's very palatable. It's like okay, here's six minutes of stuff you can handle. Yeah, and here's two minutes of like Deftones, Diamond Eyes, yeah, B tuning, <laughs> right, or even like Gore ho- actually, like, go- yeah, mm. like hopeless kind of gung 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 gung. Yeah. open chords it's great it reflects it reflects the variety that you'd see in life you know what I mean it's not yeah. all it's not it can't all be chill or roses or sunshine like this there's, there's a light and shade to it yeah um, and it's the kind of <laughs> I love when we get an album that has a, a degree of we'll say heaviness or variety or whatever but that I can also recommend to my girlfriend <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. this, and this, this, this is this is totally a way to get into heavy, oh yeah. heavy guitar yeah this is this I think is accessible in the same way that I had friends who listened to nothing but those sort of chill wave pop yeah. uh, often you know like female R&B and stuff like that the way yeah. I heard people coming at me and going wow White Lung like what about that White Lung album mm-hmm. last year this is the same thing. It's almost like a Trojan horse rock record. It's it, it lures you in with stuff that you're familiar with, and then all of a sudden introduces you to stuff you're not familiar with, or at least if you're kind of your average punter that you're not familiar with, um, in a very uh, approachable way. Yeah. And I guess there's also a weird sleep deity uh, layer on top of that. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very pronounced, especially with the videos. They're yeah. just so weird and uncomfortable, and yeah, they have this chill music. 
So if you if you ever if, if you have a loved one that you want to get into Deftones, maybe show them show them this first. Oh, yeah, yeah. See what they think because there's there's no screaming or anything. Then roundhouse it's, kick it's, them. <laughs> it's all cleans. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh. Yeah. Except for the last song ish, he, okay. he has some grit. Right, right. Which is right. the first time in these EPs he's he's had just a kind of a real a real rasp, rasp to his voice, sure, soul, a good soul to it. Yeah, but it, it it's it is the kind of album that uh, it's it's a bite sized EP. You know, you could show it to somebody and they're more than likely going to jive with it, and then you can uh, sure introduce them to uh, Adrenaline or yes. Around the Fur or White Pony. <laughs> <laughs> this this is uh, Deftones for Dummies <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with so much more yeah, in is. the mix. It is, I love it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this too. How you right. Um So that's two by Sleep Token. Dylan, yeah. favorite song, uh, second song for me. I love the second half. That is so. Yeah, so I'm with you. Absolutely anthemic. Mm-hmm. climactic I love it that's only the second song <laughs> yeah I'm totally with you that song if you want to check it out it's called yeah. Nazareth yeah and um, definitely listen to the first EP because that I, I prefer the first EP a bit more mm-hmm. which is saying something which is incredible yeah Um, I, I give it a 10 so so ima- Im- 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 imagine what I give like the other EP <laughs> <laughs> is that our first 10 uh nope I gave a fucking what did I give it what do they give? Um, I gave something a few few podcasts back a ten. Oh wow! We'll have to go back. I'll think about it over the we'll, podcast. We'll dig back through. That's uh, that's well, Dylan. It's <laughs> well, it's three songs. It's like yeah. How, yeah. how could I not? Okay, there is nothing wrong with this. I, I I'm I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, I guess as I say, I I, I really jive with it. But I really want, <laughs> I want to see more. Sorry, I spaced out for a second. Yeah, listen to the other EP. <laughs> <laughs> you got three other songs and then piano versions okay. of those songs. Well, I yeah. Sleep Token still have some, still have something to prove for me. But yeah. obviously, um, well, they're playing live, so they must have more than six songs. Yeah, like uh, I think October is when they're doing the doing yeah. the tour. I think. Okay, It'd be interesting. Um, Check it out. Oh, what's the band? Uh, Zealand Ardor. It reminds me of Zealand Ardor's kind of mm, high concept. Yeah, yeah. Kind of culty, applicable right. vocals to like pop and then this heaviness. Yeah, and the cultiness as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I hear it. I hear it for sure. Great. So, um, cult, whether, whether, cult is coming back. <laughs> cult, cult is back, baby. Cult is cool. Whether it's, uh, whether it's a seven or, or a ten, uh, you should definitely go and check out two. Yeah, I think, I think you're fucking off your rocker. Sleep token. Is it because of the vocals, actually? It's 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 a little bit of everything. It just it, I like it. Seven's a really good yes. score. Okay, but, you're fine, but you're but wrong. It, it, but you're fine. <laughs> it, is, it doesn't like it doesn't like kick the shit out of my of my amygdala the way yeah. I would like it to. Maybe but, the first might. Yeah, see. but again, you know, you're it's it's it, it's six ten half dozen yeah. uh, six and one half dozen the other. Yeah. I, so I like seven, so seven is good fine. for me. Okay, it's it's good, right? Uh, and then our last new release, as we hurtle ever rap- more rapidly towards the hour mark is <laughs> an album by Alpha Male Tea Party called Health Alpha Male Tea Party do you have any context? yeah yeah I've known the band for a while and this uh, this changes the game for me is, <laughs> quite is, a bit it, this is not a first release? no this is the third this is the third album oh okay it started in 2012 so it's still recent enough yeah um, all yeah. I know about them is they are a band from Liverpool who in their own words do not sound like a band from Liverpool <laughs> no 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 they sound like a band from Dublin actually <laughs> Dublin or, or North of Ireland yeah like many of the bands I <laughs> hold so much to heart yeah actually funny this, they, is, this is homecoming for me this is like yeah it's like what I this love this is like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes yeah yeah um, boop, boop. The, the if you thought that I name checked a lot of bands when we were talking about Bad Sign the number of bands that this sounds like a a beautiful Frankenstein's monster yeah. of. Okay, I'll stop it. You know the way you don't like um, the Osiwifa album, uh, uh, All Hell Bright Futures? Yeah. 
is this what you wanted from that album? Yes. Yes. Okay. Before we go into uh, anything too specific, Alpha Male Tea Party are an instrumental rock band. Partially. Yeah. Oh, with one exception, yeah. uh, but but largely instrumental. They rock started band. out with a bit more vocals actually in the first album. Okay. But yeah. Right. So excuse me. Health by Alpha Male Tea Party is an instrumental rock album. Um, w- less in the vein of something like Mogwai or Russian Circles and more in the vein of something like Adebisi Shank or Dana Nana Nakroid or uh, name another one Asuifa Asuifa Enemies just the instrumental uh, scene ba- Battles also they, they do a, a beautiful concoction mm. of a crazy mm. uh, math style instrumental rock yeah. um, really really catchy happy upbeat and also sinister down-tuned heavy uh riffs yeah so it's 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 a beautiful mix of everything that instrumental rock has to offer like it, it's the heaviest of all these bands except for maybe like i don't think it's i don't think no, it's heavier it's not heavier than bad sign you mean this week no no of the instrumental scene I oh think it's, i think sure. it's one of the heaviest i think it's one of the heaviest it's certainly one of the most varied Yes, yes. yes. It, gave, it gives a lot of space to try other things. It has, it has like, it's almost like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like Asawifa lost that a little bit following gangs. They um, lost their, not that I, I think they're an amazing band. I love them, but yeah. I think they Just trying lost, different things. Yeah, they lost that hard edge uh, in their later albums. Or they, they dulled it a little bit. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, Adebisi Shank, I think, are all fun all the time. Whereas this band is like, all fun half the time and half the time it's all business and that's what I yeah. love definitely nearer to a Sui file than out of BC uh, no I hear more I hear, hear more out of BC well, maybe from the maybe the second out of BC album is a lot like this I even hear a little bit of like Dillinger Escape Plan I yeah. hear a little bit of Cars on Fire I hear a little bit of that of that um, of that scattergun yeah. frenetic hectic I mean I hear English little, rock I, I hear a little bit of something new you know and there's something new there too um, I mean they're, they're hugely fond of their effects pedals and the guitar so you you know if you're familiar with the sound of someone like Turbo Wolf or yeah. Goddamn or yeah. even the more popular uh, Raw Blood, yeah, the slight bit of like stringy octave leads, right? Yeah, like they're not afraid to hit that whammy pedal. No, no. Um, but they just have an incredible command of song structure, which is difficult to do when you're not building a song around vocals. Yeah. Um, and every song manages to have its own little personality. Yeah, you you know. You know, you can follow the beats pretty well. Yeah. I think and it changes so much. Though. It does. Like, every, yeah. And you know when you're coming back into a chorus and verse, which is hard to do with yeah. instrumental. Yes. And they, they show it pretty well. Yeah. And, and as I say, it's, it's a great balance of, you know, um, even within songs sometimes, they'll go from lighthearted party music to sort of heavy, sinister uh, ominous kind of stuff it, 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 it's a, it's it a gives great it it's a balance it gives it weight and it's all all the songs just have brilliant names they just I love this about instrumental bands they just get more and more creative with their names their emotion um, yeah. so like my favourite of all is Nobody Had the Heart to Tell Him He Was On Fire yeah what a great album what a great uh, song title Don't You Know Who I Think I Am <laughs> so good as a, I Still Live At Home some great ones in the second album but yeah yeah Carpet DM. That's perfect. It's great. Funny guys. And then, of course, um, as we alluded to earlier, there is a little bit of vocals on the last track, No More. Mm -hmm. How amazing is that? Oh, beautiful. God, it's so... Perfect. Yeah. For for an instrument. And go like, oh, wait, there's more. There's more. I almost thought that the playlist had ticked over to another album or something, but no, it's... It it adds so much more. And that's the one moment of the album, for me anyway, because I know you name-checked them before, but 
that's kind of the one moment of the album that I do yeah. think of enemies because yeah. they, they have they, those gorgeous yeah. swelling um, uh, choruses of voices. Yeah, this is one thing that they have done with the last three albums. Like they always end on a vocals. Oh, do they uplift kind of build? And I don't get tired of that at all. No, because they do it so well. No, no, the, no, na- no. the dynamics are crazy good. Yeah, like volcano drums and like airy guitars. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful it is it's really 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 creative and really catchy in parts Um, and it's funny actually because they call themselves a band from Liverpool that doesn't sound like a band from Liverpool but they actually sound a little bit like one band from Liverpool you ever heard of Outfit? no we'll do them on Album Club some week cool but uh, Outfit in their quieter moments Outfit are this amazing band from Liverpool who just do music that kind of sets your teeth on edge but in a really soothing way it's like getting massaged by razor blades um, <laughs> kittens yeah yeah and, and, and in Nails. their quieter moments they have such a wonderful command of chords that's that's what can make a break an album for me and this album has such a great understanding of what chords go well together and what yeah. sits well together solid so so many combinations like I, I like to to one to a person that thought all riffs were covered no there's more there's always more there's so much more and this has uncovered a whole other soundscape exactly um, so we, 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 we need to save a little bit of time yeah. for our um, our classic album yeah oh, we will but this is like a revival of this kind of sound yeah. for me totally like it's been possibly like five years since I've heard this sound yep. this quality me too I agree completely uh, it's, it's a beautiful mishmash of everything that makes British and Irish instrumental yeah. rock music Perfect. so good as well as a little bit of light a little bit of Three Trap Tigers, yeah. a little bit of From Monuments yeah. to Masses. I, I'll, uh, I'll travel countries to see this band. Yeah. Absolutely, I'd probably. Yeah, they're worth a trip. They're they're worth a trip. They're, they're truly something special. And sorry, and they also um, themselves name check you slut as a... <laughs> from, uh, as known by the song Pitch and Putt with you slut. Oh, yeah. um, but you slut are another, are another incredible band that have since broken up that that's yeah. you know that have influenced this sound and i think anyway it's just it's it's a great it's a great instru- mm. it's a great almost encyclopedia of influences of instrumental yeah. rock so if, if you have any interest in hearing the world outside of first chorus yeah. verse check out this Fav- album. favorite song can we get it uh, yes of course um i think i think well, the my... first one is a good ringer yeah um, have you ever seen milk is really really good yeah i think some soldiers and i still live at home Yes. Are really nice, complex examples of what they can do. As well as my favourite song title, I think that there's a there's a great balance of fun and something a little bit more uh, sinister on yeah. Nobody the Heart to Tell Me's on Fire. So, as well as yeah. my favourite song title, it's my favourite song. Uh, I give this album a 9 out of 10. What about you? I'm going to give it a 10! This was this is a this was a week for me. If I could give everything a ten yeah. on this set list, you, I would. Um, wow, Dylan, you've really yeah, you've knocked it out of the park. Because Dylan picked picked uh, all but one of the albums that we reviewed this week, yeah. and uh, you knocked it out of the park. Dylan's doing so good. You're picking good albums, Dylan. Yeah. I'm going to subject you to some fun stuff next week because I'm taking the reins. <laughs> is that a sarcastic? I'm just... taking the reins. Oh. We're reviewing Calvin Harris again, people. Okay. Retrospective, Calvin Harris. <laughs> it's Tony a career retrospective. Um, no, but we will Fuck. have some. We will have some uh, slightly less obscure stuff for you next week. But speaking of obscure, let's take a trip uh, down memory lane for you, <laughs> for me, um, to the work of uh, to the work of Owen Pallet. Right. So Owen Pallet is a composer. He's a violinist. He's a pian- he's a pianist. He's a multi multi instrumentalist um, of Canadian origin. Yeah, and he he's best known for his work with the band Arcade Fire. 
and yeah, the band yeah. Blast. Rick. Shadow Puppets. So he does orchestrations and violin for those two bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also has had a quite a successful solo career under the moniker Final Fantasy, which according to him is not even in his top 20 favorite games. <laughs> but, uh, but it is... It's just a coincidence. No, 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 it's not a coincidence. He likes the games, but I guess he's just such a big gamer that, you know, there's so many games that he, he doesn't even have Final Fantasy yeah. in his top 20. So, um, so yeah, he's 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 the recipient of a Polaris Music Prize in Canada, which is like their their sort of their Meteor Music Prize or their Choice Music Prize or whatever, mm-hmm. um, for the album that actually followed this, which is called Hippo's Clouds, <laughs> um, which is a, a truly unbelievable album. And I, and I was torn between picking that and this to bring to the podcast. No, I've heard that one. I've heard that one. You have heard I that have. one. Yeah. So that's all. That's all string quartet based, and it's uh, the songs are based around the different schools of magic in mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, which again is a game that he doesn't play. So Owen Pollard is very fond of 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 playing with concepts and um I and themes that he interprets as almost as an outsider, which I really love. Yeah. And he also has a set of influences that would be different to the influences of most of the artists we take to the show. So with all that being said, um, his debut album, Has a Good Home, from the year 2005, is what I have brought to the podcast this week, um, mm-hmm. which I guess would be best described as a Baroque pop album, but there's so much more to it than that. So Dylan, you came into this completely blind. Tell me what you thought of Has a Good Home by Final Fantasy, a.k.a. Owen Pallet. Believe it or not, it quite struck a chord with me. Yes. Um, I, li- I, li- I like a lot of music like this, definitely. Um, like, I love my Jason Webley, um, Amanda Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially a lot, of, a lot of the recent stuff they do is very much like this. Yeah. Um, it's very, very dark, happy. Dark, happy right. quartet stuff. Yes. Um, there's a lot of hope and whimsy in this, but it is... It, it is kind of like life. It's, it's very, very like writing about life. And all the yeah. shit that comes with that. That's exactly right. It's it's like, it's a breakup album. Yeah. But it is also, it's an album written by someone who clearly uses um, uh, games and books and things as an escape. Oh, From true, real life. Because the, the whimsical happy moments on this album almost all deal with, um, you know, escaping into other worlds. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the the more emotionally ragged and raw stuff is is more rooted in real yeah. life. I mean, some some of the vocal paint, some of the lyrical painting is so nice as well. Mm. Like so so pleasant, like talking about like stuff that stuff that's growing in the garden and stuff like that. It's yeah, like, like very almost British Canadian. His, in that yeah, his term is his turns of phrase are are wonderful. I mean, the album literally starts with the words, "None of you will ever see a penny of my ill-begotten wealth. Stick around, and you'll see a rich man cry." I just think that's such a great sort of. Uh, acerbic needling yeah, yeah. way a way to phrase something you know and he does that a lot he has little snipes and jabs at people mm-hmm. um you know um, took you took you two years to win my heart and two years to, and, and two words to break it yeah that uh, sort of stuff kind of yeah very very english like dry humor kind of like what edward caspiel does yeah and they are um, in the, they're in the commonwealth so <laughs> the legendary pink dots yeah yeah it's 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 lovely it is and uh what i love about this album as well as as a violinist um, this almost reignited my appreciation for my instrument a little bit when yeah, I heard it because that's cool. um, a little fun factoid about me is one of my practical pieces. So for the Leaving Cert, our final exam, uh, when we were 18, if you wanted to do music, you had to play something for the examiner. And I think you had to play something like six pieces. And one of my pieces was The Sea and Tower Belongs to the Dead. Wow. Um, and I and I didn't have a loop pedal or anything. I couldn't afford one. So yeah. what I did was I recorded. Uh, I 
I recorded myself as if I had live looped um, the strings because well, that's what it is. It's it's a kind of a, a, a layers of looping of strings uh, with the vocal on top. So I would I would play something and then instead of hitting the, the loop stomp box, um, the CD player would just play what I had recorded as yeah. as if I was looping it. Um, so it was, you know it actually ended yeah. up being qu- quite yeah. quite enjoyable and fun and, and, and I sang the song yeah. as well. And meanwhile, I did Megadeth, Megadeth's Tornado of Souls. <laughs> so there's a, if that says anything. Right, right, exactly. But um, I yeah I just think uh, it, the way that he uses the violin um, and other instruments as well there's there's this sort of roaring brass at points on this album yeah sprinkle throughout piano as well yeah I wish it was a bit more weighty at points but I like it when it comes in I really do like it when it comes in he's very sparing with the drums yes there there are a few moments on this album where the drums come in and it it picks up in pace like as much as I love the melodies and writing I wish there was more frequent drums to back it that's fair because he's not because his background is no is really I mean I mean Arcade Fire would be like the rockiest thing that he's kind of I suppose I don't really know that I shed a puppet so maybe they are as well but yeah. you know it, it, it really he comes from a, a huge hugely classical music background so um, you know he it's all plucked you know the percussion and stuff like this and this, and this album largely comes from plucking the plucking the violin strings um, and just having these walls of of uh, of violin chords you know maybe like recording 50 violin parts on top of each other like like in the chronicles of saria um yeah that's cool and 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 like you said his vocals range from the really vulnerable and he doesn't have an incredible voice but he's he's able to use what he does have to such great effect because he kind of sometimes he he lines up his vibrato with the rhythm of the song yeah he doesn't push it too hard he pushes it as far as the instruments instruments are pushing themselves a please 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 being the exception because oh, on please please uh, please, uh, oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. He, he he really goes for it at the end. He almost has it's it's almost like a, 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 a like you said like a primal scream mm-hmm. of that that touche amore that me without you hardcore just scream like a shout, um, and and a lot of the emotion in this album as well comes from his experiences as a gay man. As you, I don't know if you would have picked up on that from the lyrics bits. I yeah, think actually but it was the first album that I kind of blew my mind a little bit because it was the first time I'd ever heard somebody sing so uh, truthfully so truthfully yeah about the experience but to hear a man singing about other men um, as love interest in a way that I'd only ever heard men singing about women and women singing yes, about men you know. it, it kind of opened my mind a little yes. bit because it's so he, he treats it as so matter of fact it's 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 not it's nothing obviously it's nothing strange we we know this yeah, it's a far away from far far cry from the village people yeah so. <laughs> right it's, yeah. there's nothing it, it, nothing sugarcoated it's all just it's all just totally um upfront totally frank totally honest and that's what i love about it that that's yeah. that's his experience as a person yeah it's not the central theme of the record but it when it comes up it's it's just there and um, very tasteful and isn't overbearing apart from uh, when he says you know don't let your cock do all the work which is great advice you can't can't let it do all the work but uh, (laughs) every lyric should be that yeah you know there has to be equal contribution but uh, you know it's it's, it's lines like that that I just think make this album so worth listening to yeah oh it's a fun it's a fun treat did you pick up on the um, the uh, Mario World uh, for Game Boy? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a, fun. This is all called the arrow, an arrow on the side of Final Fantasy, where uh, the it's a beautiful violin cover version of the space theme from uh, Super Mario World Two: Six Golden Coins. Yeah, on the Game Boy, it was such a really cool deep cut. I'm amazed I got it. Like, I, yeah, I know when I first heard um, it, I was googling and googling for like about six months before I eventually figured out where I knew it from. Um, but you know, it's it's that playful as well because he he says that he he, you know Final Fantasy to him 
he has since voluntarily just changed the name of the project to just Owen Pallet because of not because there was a cease and desist, but because uh, he felt like it was getting in the way of yes. people finding his music. Yeah, um, but uh, he sees it as a, an outlet, a, a creative outlet. So there's fun songs, there's serious songs, yeah. there's both. I, I I love the way it just works video games into it. Yeah, in such a subtle way, which no one really does, mm-hmm. unless they're like a, a more gimmicky band. Yeah, um, like it just shows you can do so much with 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 video game music yes absolutely and make like being inspired by stuff like that yeah it's like someone it's like someone's actually gone and and managed to create an incredible piece of art that isn't it's not cheesy it's not pandering Mm -hmm. it's not trying to appeal to any like fanboyism or whatever it's literally just somebody whose life experience it's a tribute of their life yeah. and what they got out of these games as well and how that helped them through life. But you don't need to have any knowledge of video games totally whatsoever not. to appreciate this completely. No. Um, I'm super. I'm so glad you dug that this album. Yes. Because um, he's a very special yeah. artist to um, me. It caught me off guard because of what we listened to before. Hmm. Like all the albums we listened to before, it's so vastly <laughs> different. So there's, yeah. a, there's a trigger warning for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, I, I think this is an album that you can... I mean, obviously, it's not an album to put on at a house party or anything no, like that. But it's not, it, it's not a rock album. No, it's it's not. I mean, you know, you can tell that's that's somewhere in the gamut, but it's it's largely a a, a classical-inspired uh, pop album with some sort of art pop and some conceptual pop and stuff like that. But it's, you know, this he's got a sense of... He's got an incredible sense of melody. Mm-hmm. Um, so it holds your interest, but it's also quite experimental. So yeah. there you go. I'd love to see it live, actually. I, would, I know. would love to have seen it live. He played Whelan's. Uh, he played Whelan's when I was about three or four weeks away from turning eighteen, and I I didn't get in. Um, so <laughs> that, was my, that, was, that was my last opportunity to see him, and it has not. Uh, he has not come to Dublin since. So you know, it's a real that shame. Was, that was the air show, people. That's the Bray air show, everybody. <laughs> Playing Spitfires flying overhead, but um, yeah, we're just we're just we just hit our hour mark, so. Um, yeah. I guess I guess we managed to go a little bit more in depth on four albums than we usually maybe skim through six. So that was uh, super enjoyable. That was possibly the most enjoyable one yet. Yeah, I think absolutely and very very varied. So you know if if you've been listening to this and kind of wondering what the hell we're on about, um, please do have a Google. The you know the albums we we looked at today was Ad Violence by Nine Inch Nails, um, Live and Learn by Bad Sign. We looked at uh, Two by Sleep Token. Uh, Health by Alpha Male Tea Party and then finally Has a Good Home by Final Fantasy they're all worth your time so please you know Spotify them iTunes them Google Play Music them they, they do exist they're out there in the world somewhere some of them yeah. might be harder to find than others but they're all worth your time so uh, if there's anything if we've done anything with this podcast we want you to listen to these albums someday I'll get into Nine Inch Nails someday One day. and then we'll, we'll be back next week with more uh, mainstream regular scheduled programming hell yeah <laughs> alright take care we'll talk to you next week take it easy Oh, 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 oh,